Starship Excelsior presents the 2023 Boxing Day Special, Afters, by James Hamey. In conclusion, my former exec, my fellow captain, my friend, cannot be held responsible for the terrible events that led to the loss of my old starship. Placed in an impossible situation, Captain Alexander LaRocque made an impossible decision. He used his authority, tempered by experience, to help his crew accept it. He knew that the alternative would leave many of his shipmates to their deaths. He was correct. While Captain LaRocque was held captive by a mutinous barkeep, 73 crew members, nearly 10% of the ship's complement, were lost and are presumed dead. 21 more were dead upon recovery. If not for the blind luck of encountering Isaac Brahms, there would have been no survivors from the starship Excelsior. Captain LaRocque made a series of correct decisions that were unlawfully and fatally resisted. I would not want to remain part of a service that faltered him for that. The defence rests. The total loss of the USS Excelsior, NCC-2000-C, with so many dead or crippled, is a disaster. However, in light of the evidence presented, this tribunal has no choice under the law. We find Captain LaRock not responsible for this loss. Mr. LaRock, you are hereby granted four weeks' leave, at the end of which you will receive new orders. You are free to go. Captain, Captain LaRock, are you right? Knock, knock. Captain, you won. Okay. Is that all? Thanks. I thought you would, uh, well, I suppose I thought it would help. No. Well, try and make good use of the leave at least, exec. A few of the funerals were scheduled on the same day, but on different planets. I need to visit the grave sites. Is that a good idea for you? You're a captain. I've never lost... well, what you've lost. You've lost enough to know that it doesn't matter what it does to me. No, I suppose it doesn't. Well, General Hanas, it's over. Larocque is not responsible. You called me on Holocom, halfway across the Federation, to tell me something I'll see in tomorrow's paper? I wanted to be the first to tell you that you'd got what you wanted. I didn't want this, Admiral. Frankly, I didn't care much one way or the other. 
because you made a key witness unavailable. I wasn't able to bring the evidence I needed to convict. Convict? That sanctimonious child. Come now, Admiral. I want him discharged more than you do. Mark that. But we both know he wasn't to blame. The Bolian blew up the Excelsior. And you dealt with him in short order. Notice how carefully you avoid mentioning the contribution of your own mysteriously unavailable agent. Commander Ubery is not mysteriously unavailable. I know exactly where she is. She's been missing for six months. Yes, and probably for the next 18. That's intelligence. You're just salty. There's something the great Admiral Parker isn't allowed to know. The clearances I've been denied? It must be something crucial to Federation security. Not really. I just don't like you, Athos. And I wanted you to know, when all your little spies and sniffers started poking around, that I have the power to keep things from you. So now, while you play games, a dangerous man stays in the center seat. Come off it, Athos. You know he's innocent. But too young. Too naive. Dangerous. Of course, but dangerous in all the ways you can't help admiring. Oh, yes, I see through you, Admiral. If you'd really wanted to destroy him, you would have found a way. You couldn't, because beneath all your chessmen and your shades of grey, you're an idealist. Is that a challenge? Yes. The Federation is dying of idealists. A lesson from your old commander. General Brahms. He takes a different view now. He never really believed it either. That's why we fell apart. Where would you send Larocque? After what he pulled at Romulus? The bottom of my darkest pit. The heart of a supernova, maybe? Assume he's still a command-level officer in good why, standing. Athos, are you asking me for advice? No, uh, perspective. Well, we can't afford to have him in a position where he can change Federation policy again. Not after what he did to Vulcan. Not Vulcan, Nevar. He took them from the brink of war to reunification, just like he tried to do for his shipmates. I didn't ask for your perspective, Parker. My advice? Put him away. A distant outpost? No, no, no. (laughs) The edge of the frontier? Come on. That's asking for trouble. Why not put him in command of a stockade? That's where he belongs, anyway. UP. Excuse me? The fleet yard's near Mars. He's an engineer, and there's a 15-year starship design project getting underway that needs a CO. I'll send him up to UP. You're welcome. Now, just do me one favor. Make sure he hates it. I didn't thank you, General. I suppose it all depends on how much he enjoys working with temporal tensors. That's the basis of the Oracle project, after all. The what? Uh, You must have been briefed. Asium-based tactics, chroniton weaponry, the USS Oracle project. Stupid name. Shala Morala Imaborukana Uraknak Ralanon Hodges, Prope Venara Esuk, Shalakan Vunek. Excuse me. Captain. I'm sorry. I thought you were finished. Um, you speak very good, Bajoran. Only the graveyard prayer. 
Nine years and I still always think you're Captain Cortez. Can I help you, Skipper Cox? I'm the one who should be asking you that, Captain. I'm fine. Thank you. Excuse me, I have an appointment. Oh, I like that. My go-to was always, I'm sorry, I've taken a vow of silence. That didn't actually work, did it? Usually surprised them long enough for me to make a break for it. Look, Skipper, I do appreciate you taking a trip all the way to Bajor to, I guess, check in on me? But I'm working with an excellent counselor, and I do have a flight to catch. Hold your horses. I wanted to know if you were interested in a job. I've already received orders. Two weeks, Utopia Planitia Fleet Yards. Further details upon arrival. And you'd do very well there, I'm sure. But you wouldn't see dark space for a decade. I'm part of a small organization, fully integrated with Starfleet, by the way, that goes everywhere and does everything. I thought you were in the Teamsters Union. Wouldn't have it any other way, but on loan to Starfleet. My, uh, committee has an opening for someone with your knowledge and experience. Has Admiral Parker cleared this? Oh, no. I am very much going behind his back for this. He's not your biggest fan right now. But he owes me two favors and thirty kilos of Leola root. I can twist his arm. But only if you're interested. I'll bite. What's so special about my knowledge and experience? You know about the Sword of Damocles. No, thank you. I appreciate the offer, but no. I have to be on the shuttle to DS9 by 1500. I've been waiting for your lot to come up. Excuse me? Callus Wren, groundskeeper of this cemetery. I don't see how you expect young Hodges Antos here to meet the prophets any time soon if you can't be bothered to come do his rites. I've been saving his Daranja for you. No need to thank me. And where are your earrings? What? We uh, aren't Bajoran, Mr. Carlos. What? Not his family, then? Uh, I apologize. I saw you making Daranja, sir, and I assumed... No harm done. If you don't mind my asking, then, sir, where is young Hodge's family? They ought to be here once a ten day like everyone else. They told me they don't believe in the prophets. But you do? No. I'm sorry. I don't. But Antos did. Why, then, that's very decent of you, sir. You'll pardon me. Need to dig space for a new resident in the next Tessipate. You don't think Hodges... Lieutenant. Lieutenant Hodges. Sorry. Lieutenant Hodges. If you don't think he can hear you, why come here? Why pray? After you lost the Anbar, didn't you do the same thing? Oh, sure. But I meant my prayers. No offense. Thank you for the job offer, Mrs. Cox. Okay, look... I didn't just come here to check up on you. And I didn't just come here to offer you a job. I came here because I felt guilty, and I was looking for some cheap grace. Guilty? You? Why? We have a mutual friend. Well, we did. He undermined your authority, attacked you, kidnapped you, almost got you killed. And somehow, he blames you. I'm aware. If he'd tried those things out in the big empty... I'll be frank. I would have had to put him out an airlock. Frankly, I'm surprised Parker didn't. Are you going somewhere with this skipper? I've just come from visiting him, and, well, I just felt I needed you to know 
I want to help make up for what he did. I want you to know whose side I'm on. Sides. That's why it happened. It was never about sides, Skipper. I didn't really sell you on this new job, did I? Don't worry. I was a no before you finished your first sentence. Before I put my foot in my mouth? Uh Uh-huh. Mind telling me why? You promised an adventure. What's wrong with that? Who doesn't like an adventure? Where has adventure gotten us? You're so restless, you can't even live with the people you spent your whole life saving. I lost everything. And him. Well, you say you just saw him. Where are our lives, Skipper? Is this it? You're right, Captain. You need a break. Build your starship. The galaxy will be here. And my offer stands. Why? You're friends with them, but so was I. You don't owe me anything. I think my cousin, Captain Cortez, I think she really believed in you. And I think you've proved her right. And I think it would break her heart to know where it all led you. You never even knew Cortez. And you don't believe in the prophets. Yet here you are. I'll leave you to catch your flight. I have to consult something called the Orb of the Fallen, or something horrible will happen next week. Where? No idea. Don't worry. The committee's on the case. See you, Captain. Afters was produced by Jim Smagata and James Haney. Featured in the cast were Gareth Boley, Samuel Gillis, Nathan Lisney, Katie Gomez, Elise Crowick, and Adam Lanford as The Gravedigger, with Mike Hennessy as The Narrator. Music by Samuel Gillis. Transcript, one available by Peter Stein. Special thanks to Colin Heyman, St. Stephen, and Gene Roddenberry. Star Trek and all related marks, logos, and characters are solely owned by CBS Studios Incorporated. This fan production is not endorsed by, sponsored by, nor affiliated with CBS, Paramount Pictures, or any other Star Trek franchise, and is a non-commercial fan-made audio drama intended for recreational use. No commercial exhibition or distribution is permitted.